All right, time for another edition, everyone, of Holding Court. Patrick McEnroe here, and uh, obviously the story breaking in the last few hours that Novak Djokovic has been giving, uh, given a medical exemption to be able to play in this year's first uh, Grand Slam event of the year. Of course, that's the Australian Open. Yours truly here will be covering it, as I always do with ESPN. But for the second year in a row, I will, I will not be making the trip down under, which is a major bummer because it's uh, one of my favorite trips uh, all year to go to the Australian Open. I've been going every year, in, except for last year, since 19. 19- 91. So I'm very happy now to be joined by Mr. Nick McCallum, who works for 7 News Melbourne. And I was lucky enough, Nick, to see your report on Sunrise, which is one of the big morning uh, chat shows, sort of like our Good Morning America, our Today Show here in the U.S., uh, where you were reporting on this story just as it was breaking. And it sounds like the reaction down in Australia, particularly in Melbourne, has not been what you would call positive for Mr. Djokovic, has it? No, it, it hasn't. And you actually caught me uh, very early in the morning. I'd just woken up. I'd just heard the news, and I'm old, so I'm grumpy anyway, and it <laughs> made me even more grumpy. Um, Melbourne, as you may know, Patrick, has had one of the longest lockdowns in the world. Six separate lockdowns, 262 days Melbourne has been in lockdowns. Victorians have really suffered through this crisis, and we're going through another Omicron uh, wave now. So there is, there's been a lot of hardship. A lot of people here in Melbourne, for instance, couldn't go to relatives' funerals. They applied for medical exemption to go to funerals, to go into state to visit dying loved ones, and they were all not back. And they wake up this morning and find the world's greatest tennis player, one of the, most, one of the greatest athletes of all time, has got a medical exemption. And you can understand there's a lot of anger out there. There's a lot of... How the hell did that happen? Um, because he's obviously one of the fittest men in the world. He, the way he plays, he's got, got 20 Grand Slam titles. He's got nine Australian Open. And yet he gets a medical exemption. Now, all of this, according to Tennis Australia, has been approved not by one but two different medical panels. And basically, uh, Novak had to prove he either had some sort of medical condition, some sort of heart condition, right. or he had to prove he'd had a bad reaction to a vaccine in the past, anaphylaxia, say, for instance, or he had to prove he had had COVID over the past six months. So one of those he's proved. They won't tell us or can't tell us what it is. One of those he's proved it, and it's been approved by two medical panels, and he's on his way to Australia. Now, I understand, Nick, uh, from your Twitter account, which I've been following, that uh, you actually asked someone in the expert panel uh, examining sort of the veracity of the, of the health documents that were supporting it. And it sounds like from uh, the tweet that you put out that they weren't exactly giving out a plethora of information. No, it's, it's all, and, and I get this, it's all private stuff. It's all private health stuff. And they've made it very, very clear. Just to take a step back, all the information they've looked at, uh, 26 people, uh, either players or their supporting staff, have applied for a medical exemption to come to the Australian Open. A handful were actually accepted. Mm -hmm. Now, all the information we are told went to these panels blind. No names, no identifying details. So they did not, it is alleged, they did not know 
who they were actually assessing. They just looked purely at the medical information. Now, I asked the head of the medical board of Tennis Australia, Dr. Carolyn Broderick. Obviously, there were uh, documents that came that, that backed up all the claims. So how can you then uh, say you can't identify someone where clearly a document it would indicate the country of origin, so right. for instance? And she said, no, none of that. We, we had no identifying at all. And I said, well, surely then you, you, you have to back up these documents. You have to know where they've come from so you can either make a phone call or someone can send an email to make sure, as we would say in Australia, they're fair income, they're real. And she sort of shrugged her shoulders and said, well, no, I can't go into that sort of information. So it appears as though mm. they've got these documents, not just from Novak, but from all around the world for other people as well. And they haven't done due diligence in actually ringing the doctor concerned and saying, just making sure that you definitely wrote this document for whoever it was. But they've not backed up these documents. So... All these documents, which I presume Novak has put to the uh, committee, no one has really bothered to check that they're actually really what they say they are. So they haven't actually like called the doctors that uh, filed these reports on behalf of Novak, or as you said, there's, there, and there are other players that are in Australia, we've been told, as, as we've heard, and as you just said, it's a handful of players, so that could be three, that could be six. It could be part of some support staff, we're not sure. But it doesn't sound like they've... They've kind of searched out the people that provided the records. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. And and she, uh, Dr. Broderick, kept on coming back to this. These two panels were not a quote an intelligence organisation. Mm. So in other words, they weren't investigating; they were analysing, and that's all good and fine. And and they didn't want to identify who the person was, so they could have an unbiased look. But you, still, you've still got to be able to prove that these that these documents are what they say they are. I mean, is he, who, I mean and I'm not talking about Novak here at all. I'm, right. you know, let's put him aside. That anyone could write a document pretending to be a doctor somewhere, whether it be in Serbia, Spain or Australia, and just whack it in the system. And if no one's going to check the doctor or check his name or check if he or she are on uh, some sort of register, it could be anything. It could be anyone writing these things. And it appears as though from what we were told today, those due diligence were not made. Um, that, of course, is, is one uh, problem. The other problem is the Tennis Australia says, we, we don't know and we can't tell you what the exemption is for. Mm. So what the head of Tennis Australia, Craig Tidy, said today, he, he, because um, Novak is head of the players' union or, union or association, he's had a lot of... Uh, talks with him, he has a good relation with him. He says he will urge Novak when he gets to Australia to clear the air to, in his media conference to give a general idea of why he got the exemption. He said he feels as though Novak owes that to the people of Victoria and the state government here has also reiterated that. They feel as though he owes it. He, although it's a private matter, you don't have to go into specific details but in a media conference, just say, or very generally, this is why I got the medical exemption to clear the air. Otherwise, this thing is going mm. to hang over him, as you know, Patrick, for the next two weeks. Oh, it's going to be question after question. 
Yep. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be for more than two weeks. It's going to be for the minute he lands in Australia, which I'm assuming based on his uh, Instagram and his Twitter, which he took off, you know, in the last few hours, that he'll be, he'll be landing shortly in, at Melbourne Airport. And I'm assuming there's going to be a crowd uh, awaiting him. And as you said, you know, one of the medical exemptions would be having COVID. Now, we know that Novak had COVID because he had sort of this super spreader event. That was back in 2020 in the early stages of the pandemic um, in, in, uh, in the summer, our summer of 2020. And I don't think, you know, we, you'd think we would have heard if he'd had COVID within the last uh, six months because I know that's one of the criteria, right? That's one of the three medical exemption yeah. criteria. Yeah, it's, it's got to be within the last six months. Doctors say um, you don't have a, a vaccination within six months of having COVID, and that is one of the exemption uh, methods. But, you know, we're all guessing because we don't know, and, and Tennis Australia actually says it doesn't know either right? because it is such a hands-off, distant uh, medical procedure. It's all about privacy. Um, so they can't and they won't uh, actually tell the world what the exemption was for, they say it's got to be up to, to know that. And he's got to do it. And he's, he's, um, he has many things, a great tennis player included, but he hasn't mm-hmm. been renowned for his grace and humility. No, but he if, hasn't. You know, and, if, yeah. if he does a bit of... <laughs> yeah, and he's also... And he has a bit of grace and humility... Yeah. yeah. You're exactly right, Nick. And he's also been... Uh, somehow managed to always find controversy. You know wherever wherever he's gone. So I know I know you got to run because I know you're super busy. But the last thing I want to just get your thoughts on are you know as this this thing was exploding obviously on social media and obviously all over the the major newspapers and the news in Australia. There are sort of two you know two sort of types of people I hear from. Of course, you get the uh, on social media you get the extremism. You get the extreme of. Uh, People obviously extremely upset, which seems to be pretty common in Australia. Uh, you know, this guy's a faker. This guy is just anti-vax, and he's coming up with an excuse. And then the other side, which we get a lot here, I don't know if you get it as much in Australia, Nick, is, oh, good for Novak. He's standing up to the authoritarian regime of Australia. And, you know, we get that in the United <laughs> States all the time, okay, that this is, you know, some big oh, plot yeah. by the government. But, the, but then as I, as I thought through it, Nick, I said to myself, well, wait a second. <clears throat> if you're going in either one of those directions, then you're, 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 go, you're making an assumption. One assumption is, well, Tennis Australia and the Victorian government is sort of letting him slide, right, because he's Novak Djokovic. And I would, I would venture to say that's pretty risky for them to do that based on what's happened in Australia. And the other side would say, well, Novak Djokovic is a fraud. You know, this is, a, this, this is not real because he's anti-vax. He's made it known over his career that he doesn't like vaccines. He's never said, at least publicly, that he has a medical condition, which is why he's against. So then we're assuming, if you take that tact, that he's lying, right? And so, the, I, so I sort of, yeah. I've sort of landed at this point where, well, maybe he's actually not lying. Maybe, is, is it possible that... Well, Maybe he, you know, because obviously I've heard Nick from people that say, how could this guy have a medical condition? He's the greatest tennis player that's ever lived. He's a phenomenal. I mean, it's still possible, isn't it? Well, it, it is possible. But once again, Patrick, it comes down to him showing a bit of grace and humility in acknowledging that, you know, the, the world, and in this particular case, Victoria has been through a lot. Right. And saying, okay, I'm going to tell people what it is. And in general terms, 
and then hopefully that'll shut people up. And the, the people of Melbourne, as you know, having been here, they love the tennis, they love getting involved in the tennis. And as you know from your own experience, your brother's experience, they also love a bad guy. They love having a bad guy and they yep. love having a good guy. Yep. And they love having him around. Um, and I think the, the vast majority of the people of Melbourne, if he cleared it up and said, this is why, um, I think they would certainly enjoy having him there and they would certainly embrace, particularly if he gets into the second week and it starts to look exciting and it starts to look as though he could break the record for the greatest number of Grand Slam victories. Well, I think they would embrace him mm-hmm. because they love, I mean, whether you like him or not, it is an incredible feat of sporting history for him to win his 21st Grand Slam title and to break the record. And the people of Melbourne would love to be part of that. But he has to give them something so they can feel a part of that. And I, I think the reaction to him will be, I mean, of course, the first time he goes on on court, there'll be you know the, the general re- the reaction, there'll be a few boos and that sort of stuff. But keep in mind, in Victoria, there's quite a strong Serbian community as right. well. And they turn up every year and they've got the flags and the face painting. They'll support him through thick and thin. So you'll have some support in the crowd there. Well, listen, Nick, I really, really appreciate it. You already give me a few more minutes and then we promised. Uh, Nick McCallum7 is his Twitter handle. And if you go there, you will see that he's a tremendous reporter for 7 News Melbourne, which is one of the big networks down under. And what I love about uh, what I love, obviously, hearing you on the news, but also that you're a husband, a dad like me, and a dog lover, because I got my little guy, Pepper. He sits right <laughs> next to me here in my basement, Nick, when I do my podcast. You know, I had my second round of COVID, okay? I had round one back in March. That's when I started my podcast. I just had round two on Christmas Eve, so I was getting ready to see both my brothers and their families. All our plans got canceled, thanks to little old me, who, even though I'm triple vaxxed, the whole deal. Uh, so everybody stay safe down under. I really hope to be back there again next year and I hope to meet you and I appreciate you coming on and giving me a few minutes. Anytime, Patrick. Lovely to talk to you and give all my best to Pepper. <laughs> you got it, Nick. Nick McCallum here <laughs> on Holding Court. Well, I got to tell you, everyone, it's pretty amazing uh, as I digest that interview with uh, the reporter Nick from Down Under uh, going through my timeline on social media so many people think that uh, the Australian Open just caving to pressure, uh, and that's why Djokovic got the medical exemption. I just, I mean, I get it. I certainly get the frustration from people down in Australia. I've got some very close friends that I visit every year when I go to Australia for the tournament. Of course, didn't go last year, won't be going this year, but I've been going, as I said, in my conversation with uh, with Nick every year since 91, Nick McCallum, who again was tremendous and uh, just came on at the drop of a hat to uh, inform us about what's going on down under. But um, people are pissed. I mean, people in Australia and particularly in Melbourne, which uh, as he told you and told us, has had one of the strictest sort of lockdown scenarios um, in the last two years of any place in the world. And they've managed to kind of keep COVID for the most part, at bay. Uh, And even Australians have had huge difficulty getting into their own country. Getting flights to get into their country is extremely difficult. Then quarantining for 
multiple uh, weeks at uh, hotels when they get there, two weeks uh, minimum. Uh, so now you've got you know Novak and and a few other players, but of course the other players aren't going to get the attention that Novak is getting, and and that's understandable. They're not Novak Djokovic. Uh, there's a few other players. They say a handful. So what does that mean? Three, five, seven, eight. I don't know. Uh, and part of some support staff people, you know, whether they're trainers or coaches or whatever, for uh, the players that are coming into the country. Uh, slightly unclear if there be any different uh, quarantine type rules. I don't think so, based on what I'm learning and trying to understand what's happening down in Australia once the players arrive. Of course, last year that was that was a huge issue. Some players who had close contacts on their planes, you know, had to quarantine, hard quarantine in their hotel room for two weeks. So we saw all the uh, crazy videos of players doing all sorts of things. And there have been some players um, uh, that try to get the medical exemption and it they didn't get it. Hughes, uh, Pierre Hughes Herbert um, from France uh, was pretty vocal about it, that he didn't get one. He's one of the top doubles players in the world. Tennis Sandgren, the American, uh, who's had a couple of really good runs in Australia. In fact, the best runs of his career have been at the Australian Open. He uh, apparently applied for one. I don't know what he used as his uh, medical exemption, but whatever it was, it, it was denied. Uh, then you heard, as I noted in uh, the podcast, I mean, the uh, conversation earlier with Nick McCallum, that uh, Jamie Murray had sort of spoken out about it, saying that uh, you know he didn't think that uh, he would get the same sort of uh, treatment that Djokovic is getting. And again, so this is, there's a favoritism uh, vibe that's happening on social media. And of course you, you take it a little bit with a grain of salt, what you see, but you do get, you know, you see the react, the initial reaction of people um, and usually get sort of the extreme sides, uh, both, you know, a couple different sides. So again, as I said earlier, uh, it's then you're kind of making this leap of, uh, of assumption that, you know, Novak Djokovic or his doctors or whoever are, are lying about whatever his medical exemption is. Uh, and I, I guess I kind of find that hard to believe that he would take that chance, you know, to sort of um, come up with something that's not real. Now, we do know that he had, you know, some, some breathing issues early in his career. Uh, you know, you're here, I'm hearing from a lot of people on social media and, and even on, you know, broadcast media. Well, how could a guy who's, you know, this phenomenal athlete have some, uh, medical condition that he couldn't take a vaccine. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not normal, but it's not like impossible. I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. Um, other than just being like you're, you're anti-vax for whatever reason, you don't want to put this thing in your system. You don't think it's, uh, uh, safe. You know, we have a lot more of that, as I said, here in the United States and than they have in Australia, where I think in Melbourne, it's over 90% of the people that are eligible for the vaccine have taken it. Um, but as you heard from the reporter, Nick McCallum, you know, there sounds like there's, there's a lot of people that have tried to get exemptions for different reasons, you know, arguably more, way more important reasons, right? Go into a funeral of a family member, going to see someone in the hospital, 
And it sounds like they were incredibly strict and that many people didn't get it. Uh, so then those people and the people that are living in the area who have gone through all these lockdowns are like, wait a second. So now all of a sudden this tennis player who, you know, runs around like a gazelle, who's the greatest player ever, um, is going to get one. So we'll, we will see how Novak handles it when he arrives. And trust me when I tell you that when he arrives, it's going to be chaos uh, from the moment he gets there until he uh, says what, what, what I think Nick is suggesting he should say, and I agree with him. Uh, you know, I got the medical exemption because... I have some sort of condition. And, you know, you, you sort of over the years heard rumblings from him. I've, I've heard Medvedev say some things where, well, you don't want to reveal, you know, what issues you may have. And that's, you know, that's kind of a – it's not that unusual for a professional athlete to, you know, not want to reveal their weaknesses, whatever it may be. I mean, obviously you'd think that now Djokovic is a stage of his career where, I mean, it's pretty obvious a guy's – pretty damn good so uh you know if he has some i mean pete sampras had an issue that you know he talked about late in his career but again he didn't talk about it much during his career so uh again and the and the other side of it let me get back to sort of my initial point that you hear about is from people that saying uh, you know well we love novak and he's standing up to this tyranny that's happening in the authoritarian government of Australia. And, uh, and so then, then those people are making the assumption that the Australian government and, and or Tennis Australia are making an exception and doing it knowingly. Like they're knowingly saying, like, we need this guy in the tournament because it's good for business. We need him to go for the record. It's going to help us sell tickets, sponsorship, you know, the television ratings, the whole deal, which it will help, obviously, if he's there. Uh, but you, do you really, I mean, seriously, do you really think that they would take that chance? Uh, I guess there's people that think that. They think they, they believe they can hide it or cover it up. So this story is going to get more and more interesting. We will continue to follow it here on Holding Court. Please send me uh, your reaction to this podcast. Please, please let me know what you think about this. I've already heard from a lot of you on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, and I will stay on top of this on Holding Court. Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media. Media.